Episode 256, Habits Over Resolutions. We're Aaron and Dave Tashin, co-hosts of the Mindful Educators Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Empowering Educators Podcast. I am Gretchen, your host and expert lesson learner. I'm a national board certified elementary teacher turned teacher, trainer, and coach. All the lessons I've learned and am learning on my edgy journey, I share with you right here. From every silly mistake to the most glorious successes, you're going to hear stories and strategies that will inspire you to become your best. I have to warn you, as an educator, I can't help but hold you accountable for doing the work. So every episode, I leave you with practical, tangible next steps so you can implement your learning and maximize your impact. Whether you're teaching a lesson or learning one yourself, there's always a lesson if you're willing to pay close attention. Elite educators, that's the secret to staying empowered. Bring on today's lesson. Hey, Elite Educators, it's Gretchen of Always a Lesson. I am the host of the Empowering Educators podcast, and every other week I come to you sharing a different lesson I've learned in hopes that you can skip through the lesson yourself, take the results of what I've learned and the game plan for how to move forward, and move at a faster trajectory than it took me doing it on my own, learning on the lessons, following on my face. You get the point. That's what this podcast is all about, is sharing those frustrations and those trials with you so you get better faster. A lot of teachers right now especially are frustrated and struggling with so many different issues. I try my very best to support you in a variety of ways, and this podcast is one way to do that to help encourage you to stay in education and give it your best, even when you're under-supported, <laughs> understaffed, all the things. I try and give you tangible tips and inspiration to keep you going. So today is going to be very similar to past episodes. I want to talk to you today about accountability and follow-through and how that relates to developing habits instead of resolutions, which is very timely for this January episode. So let's just dive right in. First, I want to say Happy New Year! 2022 seems like year three of 2020. (laughs) It's just going on again. Oh my gosh. I've had enough. 2020 was rough. 2021 was a repeat. 2022 is seeming to just be it again. I have to tell you, you can hear it in my voice. I sound like a frog deep voice here. I have COVID. If you follow me on Instagram, then you have probably seen my setup today with the cough drops and the water and the Kleenex. Luckily, after 24 hours of what felt like hell, I just have a cold. And I mean, I'm a little lethargic and stuff, but I'm a mom and I feel like that's how I always feel. So I don't know if that's COVID or just life. But anyway, I hope if you guys get it or catch it or someone you know is going to catch it. I just pray it's quick and easy that it doesn't develop like it has in the past. Everyone stays out of the hospital, stays healthy, stays happy. So we can try to get back to some normalcy. So speaking of New Year's resolutions, 
I used to make them. You probably did too. And no shame because, you know, we get better with time. But to me, a New Year's resolution is is a promise. It's a Hail Mary hope. (laughs) It just lacks the roadmap. In fact, when I still provide classroom resources to teachers so they can use them with their students, and one of the ones I used when I was still teaching was, of course, a resolutions and goal-setting document. But what made the way I did it so different from the teachers in my building and why I ended up sharing it, and I'll link it here in the show notes. If you go to alwaysalesson.com, click on podcast, find this episode, and you could grab the download. But it's a roadmap to teach kids okay, if this is what you want for yourself, how do you actually make it happen? And as teachers, we know how to plan backwards. We know how to set up checkpoints for ourselves, but kids don't. And, and some adults don't, right? So I think we need to push the conversation a step further instead of just saying, you know, what's your word of the year? And what's your resolution going to be? Like, let's move past that. Some of my resolutions in the past, and you can laugh along with me, work out every day, give more to the church, which I've actually done very well with that. I'm giving myself a gold star. Be patient. Nope, nope, still still not patient. Eat healthier. 100% no. I mean, can you relate to these? They're all best of intentions. They are things that would make you feel better and be more productive. But when we just say, yeah, I'm going to work out every day or you know, I'm going to eat healthier, but you never set up the system in place. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about what actually has to be in the system because just having a plan (laughs) isn't enough. But I only like have a 5% success rate with resolutions. When I really list out every resolution I've ever made, I'm pretty good at that 5% (laughs) of hitting the mark and actually following through on that. So when I think of, okay, habits, let's develop something that has some repetition to it that requires discipline where it's your choice you're showing up consistently it becomes part of you it's a way of your being you really got to get clear on why you want to develop the habit and then plan out how you're going to do it but the kicker is you have to plan out what happens when you don't meet the goal or expectation because for the first week, maybe even the first month, you're good. You don't fall off once. And then all of a sudden, life gets in the way. You start seeing shiny objects, taking your interest in other places. It happens. So we have to put part of our plan to send them to catch us when we fall off. Because if this truly is important to us, then we got to hold ourselves accountable If you truly believe in what you're capable of becoming, are you going to let yourself slide? No, but when you're in the moment, oh, it's so tempting. You're so tired of it. You've done great for so long. So that's why a habit is essential. It's longer lasting and it helps condition your body and your mind to keep showing up consistently so that you can reach those goals. So some of my habits in the past have been journaling blessings. This really helped my mindset when I thought like nothing good is happening. The world's ending. I hate life. All my freedom's been taken away from me to just find the silver linings in all the tiny little ways. And then you start noticing even bigger ways. And then over time, you're looking for that. You've taught 
retrained your brain to look for the good. And now your mood is, even though the same things are around you that were negative before, they're still there, but you're able to just manage them because you're not focusing on them. You're not giving attention to them. You've built this new habit. So that one worked really good. Another one is having a clean classroom or office or a home before leaving. That has really been a game changer for my mood. One, it's just smart, especially in the classroom, that everything's set up and ready to go. Because God forbid the next morning you're going to get stuck in traffic, the copier's broken, you lose your keys, whatever. Something's going to happen, so everything should be set up and ready to go. But the same is true in your house. I don't like to leave the house when it's in disarray. Now, it's not like perfectly cleaned up, but I don't like walking back into stress to piles of laundry and a messy countertop, especially when that's the first thing you see when you walk in from the garage. I think coming back home sometimes already has a little anxiety because it means back into routine. And so when you walk into a clean space, it's like, it's welcoming. It's like, hey, this is going to be all right. But you come back in and you're hit with, what is that smell? Why is there stuff all over the floor? This place is a disaster. Like you're already spinning out of control and your mindset is down the tubes. And so having it picked up enough has really helped me. Hey, y'all, popping in here real quick to remind you, if you are loving the podcast, hop on over to iTunes to leave a star rating and type in a few words for the review. This helps other educators find the show so they too can be empowered. Lots of love and thanks. Now back to the show. Another one I have is asking one more clarifying question. Just pushing myself in curiosity a little bit more. And as someone who supports teachers, it's important that I truly get to the root of something. And so even though I'm listening and I'm like, I I already know what it is. You know, I already know what I'm going to say. I already know what they need. Forcing myself to ask one more clarifying question has allowed me to adjust my suggestions or the way I support them. And it's been much more aligned to what's actually happening because I keep digging deeper. That one has really paid off well and I'm definitely making it a habit. So how do I make these things a habit? You need to have some sort of accountability for your habits because like I said, what happens when they don't happen? Are you just like, I'll just try tomorrow. So I try and do things to encourage me to be successful. So for example, when I was writing the journal of the blessings, I put it right next to my bed and sometimes I even put it on top of a cup holder because that's where I put my water and I can't put my water down. If the journal's in the way, then I have to move the journal and then it's a reminder, sit down and do this. It takes five seconds and it helps visually and physically get me to the space I need to be. And also visually just having like a post-it on a computer of like ask one more question or probe and prod or whatever it is helps me as I'm in some virtual coaching sessions to like, oh yeah, don't dive in yet. Ask one more question. And then same thing like about celebrations are a way to be accountable. It doesn't always have to be accountability like someone telling, it's not always a person. It could just be something you have in place to help you follow through and do what you're supposed to do, but it can still be positive. It doesn't have to catch you off your game. It could be, hey, don't forget to celebrate daily or weekly or monthly when you have a streak. Like that's important. That motivates you to keep going and success feels good. Why do we need habits? Why do we have to set up these systems? Why are we ditching the resolutions? 
because we want to hold ourselves to a higher standard. We want to get better. We want to grow. We don't want to stagnate. I mean, as people and professionals. So set yourself up for success with a follow through plan, meaning I'm going to set this habit, but I'm going to follow through to ensure I keep doing it. Maybe you have a check-in. You have it on your calendar. For me, I use Asana for project management for all these different things I do to support teachers. And it help, it's just calendars of tasks. And I have deadlines and I assign it to stakeholders who are helping me complete them. And so I put an appointment with myself on there, <laughs> you know, asking myself, does this routine or does this habit still feel right? Does it still feel aligned? Does it still feel helpful? And if not, that's okay. Make an adjustment. But the point is you're putting things in place to ensure you get the gold medal. You're not just saying, I want to be the gold medalist. It's like, I'm going to show up and practice. And when I'm at practice, I'm going to show up on time and I'm going to give my effort. And when I'm having a rough day, I'm going to have extra water there and I'm going to hire a coach who's really encouraging. Like you got to give me a game plan that's thorough the recipe for success. You are doing everything you can to protect the growth. You are going to be a different person at the end of this year because you protected what was influencing you. You didn't let anything get you off track from meeting your goal. Stop just making the goal, make the game plan and make the safety net to make sure you get there. So why the heck does this even matter? Because if we don't put systems and routines in place to ensure we support the growth and development of teachers and students and ourselves, then we have no business being in a position that has such a monumental effect on the future of our community and the state and the country. Because the work we do on ourselves matters. Our professional duty affects the most precious impressionable children. They're going to grow to be leaders in our community. And if we haven't set them up to be successful in dreaming big and setting goals, creating action plans, celebrating success, bouncing back after failure, and so on, what does that mean for us as we age and we rely on them? The tables will turn And are we ready for them to be in charge and make good decisions and have our future in their hands? Heck no, we have work to do. I support coaches who support teachers, who support students. So whatever your position is in education, take it seriously. Do the work to better yourself so you can show up stronger and be more able to enact change in other people. It really requires those two things, accountability and follow through, not a New Year's resolution or a word of the year. I mean, you can certainly start there, but don't end there. It'll never come to fruition without a plan and a habit. Trust me, I have worked with too many brilliant educators full of ideas and good intention who lack impact, not because of their smarts or access or experience, but because they do not have the skill set to draft it up, show up on repeat to build the habit, check in to make adjustments, and most importantly, make positive change. That is the point. So this is what I want you to do. If you are a teacher leader, you need to create a support plan for your teachers that has an accountability component. 
You're helping others reach their goals. How are you doing it every time you show up and speak with them? Are you just telling them what to do? Or are you helping them make better decisions, make wise choices, connect the dots, feel encouraged? What is your strategy and how are you doing it each interaction with your teachers? Make sure you're following through. Do what you say you're going to do. When you say you're going to do it and don't leave them hanging. You have to come back around and ensure, hey, how'd it go? What else do you need from me? Do you want to run through that one more time? We can't just say it once and expect that they're going to be great and that they can solve all the problems that they will face on their journey. They need a lot of touch points. Think about what is your plan? How are you going to do it? What are you going to do when it doesn't work? You have to have the safety net. So teachers, those of you listening, that's the same approach. But with students, you're going to need a lot of micro steps and handholding because this is the first time they've really learned about dreaming big for themselves or what are their own goals or how do they stay on track? How do they stay motivated? How do they continue developing as academics and as people? This is with your behavior expectations and the academics and the life skills. Set up a system in the microest of steps to help them be successful. So all educators, I'm going to give you five steps. This is what I want you to do now. Now that you know the whole point of accountability and follow through and how we need to develop the habit instead of a resolution, here's what you're going to do. Number one, reflect on how successful others are because of you. (laughs) If you're like, ooh, step one and I'm already failing. Great. Now you know where to start. How are you helping other people become successful? And if you're not, What can you do to do that? What does it mean for them to be successful? Get clear on tangible actions that let you know they're successful. And how can you be part of it? How can you encourage it? Step two, decide what you can control in the situation. So you might be reflecting how to help someone be successful and you thinking about the litany of reasons of how you cannot help them because of X, Y, Z. If you can't control it, There's no reason to make a habit or a goal because someone else is in charge of that. But think about, okay, what can I actually do? And then start from there. Step three, develop a simple step solution. That's your game plan. But it's got to be simple. You're not going to end up doing it. (laughs) If you're stressed out writing down all the steps, it's not going to work. So develop your simple step solution. Step four, create bumpers on your plan to hold you on route. This is your accountability, like bowling in the bumpers. You're keeping the ball in the alley so you can get that strike. What are you putting in place to protect the growth of yourself and the growth of others so you're most successful at the end of the year? How can you keep yourself from falling off? Step five, add in a U-turn so you could circle back with the people you support. This is the follow-through. Don't just Drop all your knowledge and keep going. You got to come back around and make sure they're developing their own habits as well. So step one, reflect on how successful others are because of you. Step two, decide what you can control in that situation. Step three, develop a simple step solution. Step four, create bumpers on your plan to hold you on route. And step five, add in U-turns to circle back with your people. So y'all skip the resolution, dive into the new habit, The habit that changes the trajectory of those lives you work hard to support each and every day. All right, y'all, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on accountability and follow through. We're going to ditch the resolution, develop better habits. Please stay healthy. Send me healthy vibes. Can't wait for a fantastic 
2022 because we are setting ourselves up for success. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered.